0: baby boy echoes from the void here with that og flavor that's right guru ah man another week and we got more shit to talk what's going down people yo i have to say right i was you know i saw something and i thought to myself has the pandemic turned me into an animal because uh, mean, I, mean, I was reading this story. I, I didn't actually read the story. I just saw the headline. And it was like, um, you know, girl washed down a waterfall. And I laughed my ass off. I, it, it was just funny. Yo, calm down, people. The girl survived. Girl survived. But just that imagery. It's hilarious. And then I just thought, you know what? I would have laughed at that before the pandemic So it's all golden, I ain't changing <laughs> You know what I mean? So that's one for the team, son But, uh, man, there's a lot of crazy shit happening around, right? Yo, so the, the funniest thing, right? So I saw the, um, what is it, the Times? The Times have got this expose, right? they've got an exposé on um gishlane maxwell right this big kind of story uh, it's written by one of her ex-friends and it's like fuck like no nothing about that story could you believe i mean yes She's gonna reveal some shit, you know what I mean? Some of the shady stuff that happened, but she's gonna be painting herself in a, like, I had to step away when they started doing blow of hookers, and I realized they were underage. You know what I mean? No, shut the fuck up. Like, you, you know what I mean? I can guarantee that the friend who probably wrote this piece... She was doing just as much grime. She would have continued doing just as much crime, but she got kicked out. She got kicked out. So now it's just like I'm telling all. But then you have to ask yourself, why fuck you waiting this long? You know what I mean? It's, it's like everyone knew this bitch was behind this shit. You know what I mean? She was down in the dirt for ages. Like years back. We knew this shit. So, why now do you want to tell your side of the story? It's laughable. And anyone that's, you know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy. Because the Times must have paid her for this fucking piece. Right? So, there's that too. But, you know, people are going to be reading it and be like, oh my god. It's just, ugh, sheep. All these motherfucking sheep. It is Crazy, so um, <laughs> I was watching uh this new TV series. I say new; it's new to me. You know, I mean? it came out a minute ago, right? Um, and I'm gonna be talking about it later. But right, have you ever seen something and you think, "Oh fuck, I'd be amazing at that," right? So it, it, it's uh Betty, right? So it's about skateboarding and shit. And I'm watching this, right? And like people doing all these tricks and shit. I'm just like, <laughs> you call that a trick? I could do that. I could do that with my eyes shut. What the fuck? That ain't impressive. But then you have that cold realization of truth. And you're like, oh no. Yeah, I, I need to crack my head open the, the few times I went on a roller rollerboard. Rollerboard? Skateboard, fuck Can't even pronounce it Man, like yeah I've fallen off bikes Skates, it's insane So just the thought that I could do these, uh, Just any of those tricks This <laughs> is kind of crazy But anyway people, anyway I'm kind of rambling So um, yeah let's get Into Yeah let's get into the shit Right, let's start breaking this all down. Um yeah, a lot to talk about this week. You know what I mean? Just yeah, just so much weird stuff happening, but we're going to start light. Going to start light and then um yeah, then the wheels come off. But fuck. <laughs> That's what happens, right? But uh yeah, let's go. Well, this is always interesting, isn't it? So the um, Booker Prize a long list is now out. Um, and on that list, there are um, 13, um, 13 books, right? Which are uh, The New Wilderness by Diane Cook, this uh, Mournable Body by uh, Tisiti Danjan Baja, Burnt Sugar by Avini Doshi, Who They Was by Gabriel Cruz, The Mirror and the Light by Hil- 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 Hilary Mantle, Apiragon by uh, Colin McCain. The Shadow King by Maza Mengist Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. Real Life by Brandon Taylor Redhead by The Side of the Road by Ann Tyler Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart Love and Other Faults Experiments by Sophie Ward And How Much of These Hills is Gold by C. Pam Zhang. So, yeah, that's a long list. And um, that's going to be broken down to six books in September. And a winner gets unveiled in November. Uh, Be interesting to see if, um, yeah, there will be a... uh, an event at the South Bank, like there usually is, um, yeah, I guess it will all depend on COVID and restrictions, but, uh, yeah, hopefully this year we don't get some bullshit like a joint winner, because that was a cop-out, uh, so yeah, we will see, but, um, yeah, I'm sure there's every year me and my friend, we go and, um, yeah, we, we, we check out the books. And the book we think deserves to win never does. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we can keep up that tradition. Uh, I haven't read any of these books on the list. Um, yeah, I'll have to look into them, see, uh, see if they weren't a check. Um, who knows, who knows, okay, so I saw something that I knew was going to be an issue, right, A, um, a company in, I say a company, a restaurant in Edinburgh, so they came out the other day, and they said they can't afford to keep giving NHS workers discounts, Right, and he feels uncomfortable having to say no. Right, he says, like, um, you know, he's given out hundreds of discounts over the last few months, and it's killing business. Which you have to kind of figure makes perfect sense if the restaurants are shut, people aren't going. They're not making the same, and, you know, maybe they're able to do deliveries, right? But even just doing deliveries, that's good, right? That's good, but they're not making the money they would have if they could just open as normal, right? You see a lot of places, and they've got reduced menus, you know? So, reduced menus, you're going to have people go, ah, they don't have the thing I like, I'll go somewhere else, Like, they're just not making the money. But for some weird reason, it became a thing, right? Restaurants had to give NHS workers like free stuff or discounts. Never made any sense. Never, it really never made any sense because the NHS workers are working. There's a whole heap of other people that aren't working, so it kind of made would have made more sense to say, okay, everyone that you know lost their job during lockdown, you get free coffees, right? That's something that makes a bit more sense. Now, the thing that was important for NHS workers was um, having the the ability. To um do their grocery shopping Right, that's something that made sense So opening up early Right, you know, Sainsbury's and Mark's And the other supermarkets That's something they started to do And then they had s- select dates. You know, so if, if you went on a, say, Monday and a Friday You could turn up at 7 or 8 or whenever they opened And you get to Go around the store Do your shopping Before the general public Could come in That made sense Because if you're on a shift all day You know But then that's also down on the hospital Right Because the hospitals know supermarket shut So they should Have a system To allow their staff to go Right Because they could do that They just chose Not to do that It is a thing People might deny it It's a thing, I've worked in the, you know what I mean, I've worked in that industry I know that shit, right (laughs) So, when you look at the wages of NHS They're not bad wages Like, they're not making money where you go, oh, well they can't afford coffees and blah blah They're making more money Than just a standard administration worker. They're making more money than a standard administration worker. Right? Even when you go to the back office. Right? The admin in the NHS are probably making more than the admin in a not-for-profit. Most likely. Now, you know, it does kind of it depends on the organization like some organizations pay a really fucking well and the um not for profit and charities can pay well but that's not across the board right so they're paying well for certain things but not every position in certain positions where, yeah, your money's kind of shit. <laughs> but, you know, what I mean? once you move up or if you're in management, then things get better. The directors, definitely better. Which is always a weird thing right Because when you see the companies Going oh we're, you know we're going Fast we can't give out bonuses This year oh we can't give Staff like increases A lot of times the uh, directors And stuff still get a little bonus They still get a little bump Or you never see them decrease Their money You know To, to make sure that hey we don't have to Sack staff that shit never happens. But it's a tangent. But yeah. So you see a lot of these restaurants. You know they go They've had to come out and say. We can't afford. To give DNH staff discounts. And I have to say. It does seem. It feels like a shitty thing. To walk into a spot. And go. "Um, Yeah I deserve a discount. Like you don't deserve a discount. You've got money, you can pay for a coffee Like, if you can't afford to go, you know, eat at a certain restaurant Don't eat at that restaurant, go somewhere else You know what I mean, go somewhere else Because, hey, you can't drain other people's businesses And, hey If someone wants to do something nice because they're like, oh, you're NHS, oh, you saved. No, you did your job, right? (laughs) They did the job. They're not heroes. They did the job. But if you wanted to do something nice, that's fine. That's all good. But people, don't be expecting. If there's a big notice saying it, fine. Show your badge, claim it. If there's not Keep your mouth shut and just pay your motherfucking bill God damn it Some crazy ass shit Right I think Some people just be thankful that you are Working during this bullshit time Because not everyone is You know what I mean So yeah stop Asking for discounts You greedy motherfuckers Alright There's uh Yeah I mean there's A lot to talk about So yeah let's go on Okay so Listen I realise That right now a lot Of people are Just pissed off About having to quarantine If they go on Holiday to Spain I know that's the big thing right now Right Kind of feel people should be fucking concerned about what's going down in Poland, right? So, um, the other day, right, their um, <clears throat> justice minister, I'm not even gonna try and pronounce his name because boy, um, that yeah, he said that the country is going to be pulling out of the Istanbul Convention. Right and the Istanbul Convention is uh, essentially it's there to protect women, right? It, it's it's a fo- it's a protection for women, so they just can't be fucked up. You know what I mean? Like you can't just beat up on women and shit like that. She's kind of weird, right? That you have to bring out. A law for that, but they did, and I mean there's a lot of other stuff within this convention, but uh yeah, so it's some um Poland said they're gonna pull out of it. Their reasoning is because it's harmful, because it requires schools to teach children about gender, which I'm kind of thinking, like, wait, why wouldn't you want that? (laughs) I mean, that is, that's a huge-ass question in itself, right? That you don't want schools to be teaching around gender? I mean, that's fucking weird. But, yeah, now, to pull out the convention, you know, they're saying... See, the thing I always find hilarious, right, because one of the things is um that, you know, the country has already introduced plenty of sufficient protection for women in the last few years. So it's fine. We don't need this. And people always use that kind of shit as the excuse, right? I, I, no, we don't need to do that anymore. because Yeah, we've already got, like, plenty of stuff to cover that. But the one thing you always notice People can't list off those things Right Now, if you're really serious about this shit, right And you legitimately have put in an infrastructure Wouldn't you just list it out? Right It'd be like, um, no, listen We don't need to be in the Istanbul convention no no no, no, honestly. We we brought out some laws the other year, right? So there's no um there's the you can't beat up your wife law, the you can't beat up your daughter law, um, the, you can't beat up your girlfriend law. I mean you can beat up your mistress, but eh, that's infidelity, so fuck that. Um, you know, we we've got the um The anti Sean Connery law? Oh no, that's the one that's like um if your if your partner is talking back to you, you can't give her a backhand. Yeah, yeah, because you know, obviously the closed fist is in the you know, you can't beat up your girlfriend, can't beat up your daughter, can't beat up your wife law. But we kind of felt that it could be ambiguous, right? People might think, but a backhand. I mean, it's a backhand, right? That should be fine. So, you know, uh, a year later, we brought out the anti Sean Connery law. You know, just to be clear on that shit, right? So, yeah, I think we're covered. We don't need the Istanbul Convention. You see? Yes, see? But no. Oh, Justice Minister did not do that. Didn't do that at all. So, yeah. It, it's just saying that <laughs> they're going to do it. They're going to pull out. Which is... Worrying. I kind of feel it's very fucking worrying. This is like... what You know, the law came into play in 2015. So... What issues have you had? Like, what are the issues that are, you know that have happened in the last five years that have made you go, okay, we can't, we cannot be a part of this. That country is falling apart. What is happening here? Like, what's happened? What has happened, motherfuckers? I'm kind of thinking as well, right? Because. You know, they're saying this But (laughs) You know I mean Thousands of women (laughs) Thousands of women Went and marched on Friday In uh, Warsaw You know, and you kind of think If there's all this protection They probably Wouldn't be marching You know, like You know, obviously There's always going to be a few people that Aren't happy with something right so you think all right maybe I might have a little march you know ten people bit indignant but to have thousands of people come out in a country where you kinda know that alright there's some shit going down you know what I mean the police I mean, they, you know people are uh, you know people are talking about like American police and like u k police being bad, and yeah, they're not great, they're not great a fucking tool, but hey just be thankful you don't live in some countries because their police do not fucking play in some countries it is on you say something and boy like in Thailand they had the fucking hit squad you say something and like a hit squad was just on motorbikes and they would just shoot people they were murking people in the street and that was the police right so Poland it's a little iffy right it's a little iffy uh so to have a 1000 people come march there Play with your lives like that Because this is the thing right I guarantee They probably got some Facial recognition software Because everyone's got it Everyone just ain't telling you About it right And every fucking person If this camera can Get their faces They are logging their Details down Be like um, yeah so Sarah's at the march Claire, Melissa Um, Stephanie, alright, put them all down on the fucking list, we'll have a word with them, (laughs) not yet, we'll wait a couple of months, and then these ladies will disappear, (laughs) but yeah, like, to have these girls come out, kind of feel that the protection that old Justice Minister says is in place... Probably is a piece of shit. Probably is a piece of shit. And I say to you. Right. Shouldn't we be at a point. Where certain laws. Are just universal. Right. Now. Not saying that. Every country needs to speak the same language. Every country needs. The same currency. I mean. Although the currency thing would be a. Would be really handy, ain't gonna lie. But I kind of feel there are certain things that are just, they should be universal. Should certain freedoms, certain just ways of life, you know, it should be a given. Right, so it should just be a lot across every fucking country. Right? That yeah, I people can't just get fucked up. You know Hearing I man, woman, child, you know, it doesn't matter the race, the gender, or none. It is just like you can't beat them up. Right? You can't arrest them for for no charges you can't like certain things they should just be universal it should just be a given so you can wherever you go on holiday wherever you you know the possibly that your work might send you you know okay I'm good right it doesn't matter because every country has these things in play and it shouldn't be down to people signing a fucking, you know, convention. Shouldn't be down to that. Because everything is fine. And then suddenly, certain person will come into power and go, no, don't like that. We're changing it. But it's just, hey, remember, right? I think it was maybe 1920s. Iran Women just They weren't covered up You know what Like It was a point where someone came into power And said You know what Don't like the fact that women have all these freedoms We're taking them away And then that happened And it spread So Yeah and that's fucked up right It is fucked up So I think There should be a thing And I feel we should just push for it You know if While we're pushing for change Right we're pushing for Universal change on certain things Like race and sex And all of this stuff We should push for it on other stuff as well You know we should make it a thing No more conventions for stuff like, you know, murdering, genders, sexes, races, violence, all of that. No, no, no. It's just a universal thing now. That should be on the agenda for this fucking revolution, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? So, fuck a quarantine. And let's think about stuff like that. Also... COVID is now in fucking cats. You know what I mean? So, yeah. There is some big shit we need to address. Right about now. Okay, so. I'm a little bit miffed. Right? So, you know. CBBC... Which is like the kids channel and um, kids I don't know I think it's got like coverage from like small kids to teenagers It's kind of like that right um, they're getting a lot of praise right now because a show that they air it's not even a show they make they're just airing it. So it's a bit like, wait, how are you getting praise for this shit? But it's a show they air uh, called, was it, The Next Step. Right? So on this show, two characters kissed, and they just happened to be female characters. Right? So it was a a lesbian, a same sex kiss. And um, yeah, there's all this like you know praise for it which does seem baffling Right? seems baffling like why <laughs> you know what I mean like why is this so crazy you know like why are people thinking CBC is incredible for doing this? Because hey the, I think the real thing here the real thing is, well, why it takes so long? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? that that should be the thing, right? So this show, it's in its seventh season, in its seventh season, and supposedly, right? So in the fourth season, they had um, a little bit of a focus. On a lesbian couple But that was it In one episode in the full season And now There's a kiss It's not Groundbreaking Right It really isn't groundbreaking Shit So it I think the real thing is Like Well This is the norm Right You feature Other people Getting together You feature Like all this other stuff All the time So Like Why now? Right I think that's the real Fucking question Yo It's just like We can't Like Why do people Wanna give praise When they're getting Given crumbs This isn't groundbreaking, this isn't monumental I'm sure there's been other programs That are more forward (laughs) You know, in what they do and how they show things And just a fair representation of relationships And just people in general You know what I mean? So it's like Good that they had this moment But why it takes so long, right? Why you know why is it why is it taken so long and why why do the you know the the lesbian um gay LG I don't know whatever what other denominations you know just the LGBTQ characters why is it that they don't have More prominent storylines. Like, shouldn't that be the thing that's getting asked? Right? Instead of going, oh, you showed a kiss. Well done. You're amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Can we have something else in four more years? Like, no. Stop that shit. You know what I mean? Like, be, be more pissed. Be more... Yeah. About time fools. Now, how about you actually show these stories, how these stories will be? Because come on, let's face it. If if you're following a dance crew, everyone knows, right? Everyone knows. Speak to dancers, speak to, you know, actors, like people experiment as a lot within those fields. Right, it, it, it's one of, just one of those things, people are a bit more, because you're getting changed in front of each other, you're just doing more shit, so it's like, look, there's more opportun- the, I mean, opportunity, there's just more kind of like, I think, less hang-ups around certain things, right, so shouldn't that be more within the storylines, and it, and these things don't have to be on the nose, they don't have to be, and the theme of this episode is, no, it's just shit that just happens, because that's just life, it's not, everyone's making a declaration, it'd be like, I think I'm going to kiss that girl, everyone, everyone, I just want to let you know that this Will happen at some point today. Like people don't make declarations. Shit just happens. So. Hey. Instead of being like. Oh this show is amazing. Be like. No this show is still fucking behind. And why is it taking so fucking long. Right. Get your fucking act together people. It's like you want to call yourself the next step. Well, how about you take that next step and just represent? You know, show things how they are. How about that? Okay, so on the 3rd of July, I believe it was, right? That was when word finally came down that Washington. Was going to change its name, right? And you know, like, but no one really wanted to say the real reason that it was finances because we know it wasn't Snyder. Snyder didn't, Snyder would have kept the name, Snyder definitely would have kept that name, right? Um, so yeah, on the third, he said, like, oh, we're going into a process to find the name. And so now, now word has come, right, that the team will be called the Washington football team. Yeah, okay, cool. Great stuff. <laughs> I mean like the thing about it is, right? So there's all this talk now, and it's just like, well, you know, a rebranding is, is 12 to 18 months. Yeah, you know, this takes a long time, and you know, there's all of this, and blah 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 boom, we're gonna consider and you know, we're thinking, and it's just a bit like listen. You could have just said that on the third (laughs) You really could have just said that on the third Like, it took you this long to realise that I was like, these guys are fucking jokers They really are Right, so, you know, they're saying it's gonna take them 50 days to get rid of You know, the old branding Alright, alright 50, fine if that's what you mean, know, like you've got a huge fucking team, and it's gonna take you that long. All right, whatever, fine. You know, it's not crazy, but it's like, you know, they're trying to praise themselves for the the, the use of Washington football team. And it's like, look. Yeah, okay. That's just nothing, it's nothing Stop trying to pat yourselves on the back You didn't invent anything with that one Right, so now, you know, they're going to keep the old colours and all of that Which, you know, no one had an issue with the colours So instead of the logo, the um, player's number is going to go on the helmet Where the logo was, which, you know, that works Right, but... um. I just kind of feel with all of this, it all does go to show that nothing was really done in the past, you know, because if the supposed, you know, processes were done in the past, they'd have lists of names, <laughs> I mean, they would have... Ideas on new names and, you know, logos and full... They, that would all be ready. That would all be there. You know, so what they could be doing now... Because possibly, right, this idea was full of, like, on the third. But they're just like, all right, let's leave it a few names. Keep our name in the news cycle and all of that. Hey, our way to keep your name in the news cycle... Like every so often, you can throw up a, a new mock up of an idea for the new logo. That shit, that shit will keep you in. You, know, you run a competition, you put up fan ideas every week, every month, whatever the cycle you want to use. You know, that's a way of staying in the new cycle because this is just a little pitiful. Right, and yeah, I just think it just shows that All your supposed (laughs) Your supposed research and shit in the past Was hokum, yeah, full of shit You weren't doing anything, right So, uh, yeah, it's kind of hilarious I mean I'm definitely interested to see what happens but supposedly, from all the, you know, the sound of it The colour scheme could change, right? So, you know, everything could change Which would be, hmm, what colours? It would be wit. yeah, a new colour scheme would be odd But, uh... Yeah, not to say it shouldn't happen or it couldn't happen. But, yeah, it would be an odd one to see um, a new color scheme. But, where well, fuck it, whatever. But, yeah, it was just like... I don't know. I'm curious to see where this leads. You know? Very curious to see where this leads. But, yeah, I just think all this whole debacle just shows... That um yeah Snyder's full of shit (laughs) Snyder is full of shit And um He has done nothing to uh, Disprove that So uh, nice one Dan Okay so there is a story Going around at the moment And it all came Out of a comment That was made At the Save Daredevil Con that took place over the weekend um, And the same Daredevil ugh, It's a stupid ass idea Like The Daredevil TV series That Marvel had at Netflix Got cancelled along with All the other shows And the reason Being You know, Marvel Owned by Disney Disney Open Disney Plus Competitor of Netflix They're just like Why are we having these shows On Netflix We should have them on ours But contracts Had been signed and all of this So it makes sense cancel them And then restart them Down the line if you will Or do something else with them You know on Disney Plus But, this is the thing Everyone's seen the contracts Right, there's been huge talks about the contracts The shows can't start up, like, straight away on Disney Plus You know, there's something, I think They can't actually, they couldn't start until, I think, next year, 2021 Right, right so, you know, there's all this stuff. But, obviously, there was this free Daredevil con anyway. Tangent. A character in Daredevil was a um, guy called Nobu. And he was played by Peter Shinkoda. Um, and Nobu was part of the Hand... A criminal organisation. They were very unsavoury characters. You didn't want to run into them. In a dark alley. Actually you didn't really want to run into them. Anywhere. And you probably didn't have much choice. If they wanted you. You were kind of fucked. But. Like the hand. It's kind of like the triad. Right. And, And all of those sort of gangs. And so. This is what was said, right? Um, Supposedly, um, Shinkoda said, Jeff Loeb told the writers room not to write for Nobu or Goa. And this was reiterated many times by many of the writers and showrunners. That nobody cares about Chinese people and Asian people. So don't write about Nobu and Gaia, and they were forced to put their storyline down and drop it So I'm pivy to that storyline, they explained it to me, and they were very apologetic that they couldn't go through with it But their hands were tied It was a very interesting storyline About having to go to New York Under the guise of getting some kind of Transplant for medical reasons And it was a lot of paperwork and bureaucracy Was fudged So that Nobu could get into the country And then they could carry out his Black Sky plans See but That's all fine Right You you can say that you can say that the thing is this is now all over the place I first saw the story on dark horizons right and um now it's on the bbc website so they're talking about it but there are no like there's no corresponding facts right i mean it's It's very dangerous putting stuff like this out If it hasn't been fact-checked I'm not saying it's not true, right? It could very well be true, right? And maybe there are all these sources who will come out and say Yep, nope, that was said, that was said, boom, boom, boom Until you have that I don't think it's a good thing to talk about it. I mean, right now, there is way too much of... Oh, someone said this. Get rid of them. They're bad. Cancel it. Bam, bam, bam. Way too much. Just off someone... Someone can say something, and it, it, we take it as fact. We are living in dangerous fucking times. Now, if you wanted to talk about this story... Talk about it in, this has been speculated, right? Don't talk about it like, this is fact, which the BBC did love to do. Did love to do. Like, um, you know, Jeff Loeb was the head of Marvel Television. Marvel Television is no more. It's all been, you know, folded into Marvel Films. Which is run by, um... Oh, motherfucker. Oh, god damn it. My man who did the films, right? The names just slipped my mind. Jesus Christ, I can't even remember. Fuck all right now. But, you know, so... And from all accounts, Loeb... I think he's seeing out his contract, but then he's leaving. So you know what I mean, like, I think, mention that, maybe, it's just a really weirdly put together piece, and the thing that I find hilarious is, um, oh, see, there's a claim of, um, supposedly, Loeb pointed out that a load of Asian people were killed in Blade, I think, just a load of people in general <laughs> were killed in Blade that no one knew who, anything on, right? So there's that. But then, at the bottom of the piece, right? They just go, "Um, oh, Marvel have confirmed their first Asian American-led character f- superhero film." And it's just like it's being filmed right now. You dumbass motherfuckers, like. If you're gonna talk about it, like talk about it, let's not play games. You know, it's Shang-Chi and the Nine Rings. And basically, Marvel did they've done with this what they did with Black Panther, right? So it's an Asian director, Destin Daniel Creighton, um, with a predominantly Asian. Cast and From what I believe The accounts are Like back end as well You know so there is that They also Mentioned Iron Fist They wanted to throw in Iron Fist Be like oh oh And there's some other Asian hate As well and be like um, Oh yeah there was a backlash About you know When Marvel uh brought out Iron Fist and people claimed it was you know appropriation when they cast a white person in the lead. And it was like okay um in the comics Iron Fist is white. All right? So you kind of should remember that. So what people were saying at the time was oh they should have recast the character as Asian. Which is dumb because you have Chang Chi. Like, there are other hosts of Asian characters. So, I hate the whole, oh, just change the character's sex or race. No! Just bring another character to prominence or create something better. But yeah, this art, it just, it's a terrible piece. You know what I mean? Just. Miss putting out facts and shit But I think the main thing is Let's just clarify this whole situation Right? Let's do that before anything else So get a comment from Jeff Loam You know what I mean? And let's see what the fuck went down Because we can't keep putting people you know, basically on the gallows without doing proper due diligence. Because if we remember, right, the the woman recently who was in the park, Central Park, right, and um, the guy said to her that you need to have your dogs on leashes in this area and she made the phone call To the police And then she claimed That she was being attacked Right So just remember If we hadn't had footage That would have been a completely different situation Right It's only because we had the footage That we were like Yeah she's lying But I think we've seen in history People lie (laughs) People clearly fucking lie. And I'm not saying Shinkodu is lying. I'm just saying before before we just run these stories and talk all this smack, right? We should clarify the situation. Because if Jeff Lowe did this, yes, he's fucked up. It is definitely fucked up, and it's a you know it's a good thing that yeah he's not a Marvel anymore. Like essentially, you know, because uh, yeah, is there anything else that is like you know ah let's not do that because ba 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 you know because that's just not a good thing. Right, everyone wants um you know movies and people to have opportunities, right? So this is the thing, it's about breaking down the barriers and creating environments where everyone can grow, shine, and get theirs. Right? So uh yeah, if this is true, fuck Globe. If it's not true, then this is very fucking messy, this is very fucking messy, you know, and, uh, yeah, it needs to be sorted out, right, because if it's not true, are we going to see all of these stories, you know, are we going to see all these retractions, being like, actually, um, you know, uh, fuck, we we found out that um, Jeff Loeb isn't an evil piece of shit, um yeah, yeah, we kind of eh, things got messed up. Yeah, things really got messed up. We made a mistake. Um Yeah, Jeff Loby is a good dude. Um yeah, uh pass that on to everyone you know, okay? Awesome, cool. Yeah, is that gonna happen, motherfuckers? I don't think it is. Alright, uh, you know. There it is, people. There it is. And it's Kevin Mother It's Kevin Feig. That was a yeah, he he's taking over the TV shit as well as the films now from Marvel. Yeah, man. Woo! I feel good now. I remember that name. Alright, anyway, let's uh, let's move on, right? <laughs> Okay people, so Chinchek this week looks ahead to Invicta FC 41 that happens on Thursday And then Saturday's UFC Fight Night, Bronson v. Shabassian Oh man, both cards look very good So, once you're done with this, go check out Chinchek episode 63 Right? Right? And, um, also, why at it? Go back and listen to 62. You know what I mean? Share with your peoples, man. Don't be greedy. Okay. Just checked out Betty. Which is the, um, six-part kind of skate theme series. Right? So, um, it's just hit now TV in the UK. And, um... Yo, I'd heard a few things about it. I mean, I think I saw a poster that kind of caught my eye and got me intrigued, right? And then I heard some rumblings and shit. So, I was like, all right, let me check this out. Um, So, the show is from director Crystal Moselle. And it kind of, it's going off a documentary Documentary film. I've okay, got. I think it's a bit of both. Um, called Skate Kitchen that Moselle did. Right. So um, we have the same characters from that that film documentary in this series. Right. So that's real interesting. So we got um Dee Dee Lovelace, Moon Bear, Nina Moran. Ajani Russell um Rochelle Vinberg. Right, so we got some music by Aska Matsumui. Um yeah, like the episodes around about like 25 minutes. Um the cinematography is Jackson Hunt. Okay. And yeah, and we got like these reserving, the uh, reverting recur uh, recurring characters that are appearing as well. Um, so we got Donald, who's Caleb, um, Ebenard, a character called Bambi, who is, who's played no, God damn it, Edmund Donovan plays a character called Bambi. Uh, you know, Katerina Tannenbaum plays a character called Ash. Uh, Reza Nadar plays a character called Farouk. You know. And the the show basically is this, right? So we've got a diverse group of young women navigating their lives through the male-dominated world of skateboarding in New York City. Right, So that's it. That's the gist. And we start off with um Kurt, you know she's um one of the main crew. and you know, she's had this idea, right, to start a female skate session, right? So she's sent a message out somehow uh, to yeah, organize. And we open up with her skating there Talking to her friend Janie Um Who is Played by Lovelace And uh, yeah So she's talking to Janie And she's like yo I'm gonna be at this spot Are you gonna be there And yeah you know how girls be Yeah she ain't left But they will never give you a straight answer So acting like Oh, yeah, no, I'll be right there And then her friend Donald Yes, Donald um, He's all like, oh, she hasn't left yet Because they've been recording a vlog A vlog, yeah, a vlog um, You know, for their YouTube channel Right, so that's the kind of thing And so we get, then we all get to the park, right So, uh, yeah, Jamie meets Kurt at the park and there's no one there Yeah, there's no one there So, uh, you know, this spot It's a, a, a non-skateboard spot, right? People go there chill But it's mostly dudes, okay? So they're sitting there Then they spot a girl, right? So they're like, ah They go over and be like Yo, are you here? And the girl is Honey Bear, right? So she's all out there Funky as shit And she's got a camera with her But she just films everything Right, so, oh, So now there's three of them Right, and Then They see another girl And they're like, yo, did you come for the And she's just like, eh, no That's Camille, right And So the interesting thing Is, right, so It's that whole situation, right And listen, it's not just a girl thing because everyone does it. But it's that thing where you're, you know what I mean? You're like you're into something, but you want to play it off slightly because you want to be down with this certain group, right? So Camille kind of shrugs it off and you're like, ah, you know, I might hang, but I came in with the guys and. I mean, she doesn't say that, but that's what she is saying, right? You know, she kind of is just like, oh, no, that's cool. Yeah, I might join you. But what you get, what, you know what I mean? What you know she's really saying is, oh, that's cool. But I'm skating with these guys and they're great. They're better skaters. So I want to be down with this group, right? So that's the kind of thing. And um, yeah, just shit kind of goes from there, right? And it's real fucking interesting. Yo, know, biz, so you know, originally they're skating, starts raining. So they um go, they meet up with Farouk, who they know, he's got a van, they take shelter in the van, and um, ha, that's when Kurt meets Indigo, right? Indigo don't skate. But they bring Indigo into the group, Yeah, I mean, it's not just like that It takes time, it develops But she then joins the group But the whole thing is They then realise that a bag has gone missing Camille's bag And in the bag, it, we've got like um, another guy's phone And it's just, you know, ain't a best situation So an adventure kind of goes out to find the bag Right But what we then get from all of this is still, you know, Camille's kind of commitment to just be with the guys, right? And she plays the girls dirty. But I think in her mind, she's not really looking at it like that. She's looking at it like, oh, I'm getting into this thing, Right, I'm getting into the inner circle Which then opens me up to some other shit So that's where it gets interesting, right Because it's just like, we've seen that the girls Are kind of creating this tight-knit situation Having each other's backs And I think The great thing that I liked about this show Right, because, yeah, I like this show, right I think it's the. It's just a laid back approach to the story, right? So we're not getting this. So we start with this and we develop like this and then we go into this. Bum, 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 bum. And it's not in your face like that, right? It's kind of laid back and chill and it's like, oh, we're just going with the fucking flow. And that's kind of like life sometimes You know I mean? You, you don't know what's happening Right? You're just kind of going with it You know, you have all these people that be like Oh, I'm into adventure And ba 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 blah. But if you suggested something off the cuff They're like, oh, well, no Because, uh And sometimes you just go with what's happening What's in front of you Right? And that's what this is it's that kind of low key adventure shit, that exploration of life. You know the vibrancy. It's very fucking vibrant. I right? mean, like Honeybear with the pasties on, the mismatched clothing. You know the the funky headbands and shit, like indigo, the braids, and just yeah, it's funky, but it's cool. And that's what that's that. Yeah, you dig it. You dig it. But then also, it's it's that vulnerability, right? Because you're looking at these characters and it seems that they're a certain way. You know what I mean? But they're not. (laughs) And I mean, that's just the way it is, right? You kind of, you know, people show you something and you think, oh, that means... And it's just like, No. Just because someone acts in a certain way doesn't mean they might not need help with something else Or that, hey, it's just a fucking facade, son You know what I mean? And I think that's what we see, right? I think it's real interesting in one of the episodes I think it might be episode three um, Or it might have been two But we kind of start off and we're at home With honey bear But it's not the honey bear That we've seen previously You know And then you're like Oh I see Right It's it's that chameleon effect Because obviously You can't be a certain way All the times Right Especially at home You know what I mean So it's like we see one side of her and then we realize, oh, yeah, she has to kind of show a few different faces, which then lets you understand she's not that comfortable. I mean, you get it in her body language and the way she moves, right? And, And you understand when I say the way she moves. You know, she's hiding behind the camera a lot. She's not really saying a lot. She's, you know what I mean, just sitting back. You know, she kind of answers a question with a question or, you know, changes the subject, right? So we see this side of Honey Bear. And I think we then understand the situation, right? It's that comfortability with everything. And, you know, it's kind of because I mean, it's interesting that, you know, sometimes you're doing something and people be like, oh, no, no, no. But you should just do and you should be and you should. And it's just like, you, yeah, OK, you might be right. And it's lucky that you've got a situation where you can be that all the time. But it doesn't mean everyone has that. So we can't expect everyone to do that, right? So you have to let people chill Let people be themselves And, yeah, orchestrate their own, you know, story as they see fit So we kind of get that situation when Honey Bear meets Ash Which is interesting, right? Right? The way the whole thing goes And then I think especially the way it progresses Now, I did think There was a resolution that did come Kind of easily Right? It kind of like wrapped Kind of easy I was like, yo Sometimes it ain't that easy to rectify something That kind of got a little fucked up But Hey, (laughs) this is a half hour show So I mean we can be easy on that I think it was um, Interesting Also We get the whole uh, Janie situation with Donald Right That's interesting Okay Because It's like When you learn of what Happened Right, because we we have the whole thing of just like I'm not that guy, right? And Jane is just like, yo, I've known him for and especially because we get the whole brother comment and all of that. Right? So we understand their connection. So you can understand her first reaction, and then as it develops, like she realizes, okay, let me hear this. So when she hears a story It's just like Oh Okay Right Yeah And then she realises that happened to me But I I passed it off Right Because I didn't want to be seen as And I think look because then the explanation is But we're a couple so how can it And it's like Listen right I think when you're dating Someone right there's certain Things that you can do You know what I mean Like um, you know If you're walking along you can just hold a hand Right you don't have to ask permission To hold hands because it's holding hands Right but then I feel There's other things I think there's things that Say maybe you haven't done before Right? And you should ask. You know what I mean? You should ask before you do that. Because they might not be expecting it. You know what I mean? And you know, I think that's what we see. So that's the blurred line, right? Because you you get that he's thinking, oh well, you know, like I can really do anything because We're an item But no And especially Not that Right you could only do Really what he did If it's a whole Oh it'd be nice if you wake me up In this certain way Right If someone tells you Oh I would like you to wake me up In this certain way Then you could do that But to do it without It's a little funky And especially At the very beginning You know what I mean? When you don't know each other That well You've only just started dating But then I think it's interesting that Because when she goes to him With the situation The response The response was interesting Because it's that whole Oh but you're intelligent right You're a strong person You wouldn't let that happen to you So obviously this didn't happen Right And it's just like oh Shit Ah oh, because you could see the play And then at the end it was, You know what I mean that whole thing At the end Yeah that was fucked up Too but how many people Do you know that will come Like that so I like the way that, that that kind of shit got shown And it's just these different stories You know, so yes, we kind of got a glimpse At Honeybear's kind of, you know, home situation And, I mean, we don't really know it But we get an understanding of the culture You know, the acceptabilities We see a little bit of indigo's Right? Indigo situation. And kind of Farouk broke it down to her at the end. I mean, Farouk, what do you do? Like for don't fuck with girls. I mean don't fuck with girls go- Well, when I say don't fuck with girls, I mean y- little girls. Right? You know what I mean hang out with women. You know what I mean?
1: Because, yeah,
0: if you're hanging out with people with no responsibilities and no understanding of That shit's, that's what's going to happen But, yeah, like Indigo, you can see that, oh, she feels a little entitled She doesn't really have a grasp on money and that kind of thing So it it will definitely be interesting how that kind of rolls into season two but we don't really get too much look on the others What I did really enjoy though Was Well firstly there's the music I like the the interplay between the old and the new That was good And the way it kind of Immersed with the show That's always a good thing Right There's too many times people use music to be like This is when we're sad This is when we're happy You yeah? know and that's always a little, eh, God damn it, stop! But I liked the way the music worked. I also liked the angles, right, and the way the you know the scenes were framed and everything like that. The focus, all of that kind of thing. The way sometimes we started from way up high, and then panned all the way around to then the shot. Right, or we start out of focus to then focus in on the shot. They they just used a lot of different interesting looks, and that really kind of brought life to this show. Because if you're doing something on skateboarding, something on like movement, like the the kind of show needs. Kind of fluidity You know what I mean Just this kind of Like transient look And that's what we got And that's real enjoyable It was a a really Interesting Play So I like that You know the acting was pretty good You know like As I do you know As I think before Skate Kitchen most of these girls didn't act Right, and so you kind of Get that You know, I mean, it's like Not all the performances are Like, polished But that's a good thing Because you don't Want, like, crazy Polished, crazy You know what I mean, tight On some of this Stuff, it needs to be a little Loose you know, a little uncertain And so I think The interplay And Just the emotion You know, that connection between all the characters You felt it You got it Right? It breathed through The TV And it made this such an enjoyable Thing to watch So yeah, I'm definitely Looking forward to Um You know, just seeing where it goes. You know, how much can they put into this? How many seasons can we get? You know, where are we going to take these characters? You know, so yeah, I think that's going to be interesting. But you know, how long can we keep Kurt as Kurt? You know? That's a big thing, right? So... Yeah This is definitely Worth checking out And I always like it when You know, a show It just Reinvents it's kind of Intro logo every time You know, kind of like what Broad City did And a few other shows So yeah, Betty is Definitely something to check out So if you haven't seen it yet People go take a look, right, because it is worth it, so I kind of feel, if you like, you know, yeah, we said broad, so yeah, I think it's probably that same kind of audience, you know, so Broad City, um, hmm, I don't know, see, I just kind of feel like, if you like good storytelling, You're like character driven shows So I would even say something like Insecure You know because it's just about The storytelling so if you like Good storytelling, Like an immersive show Then yeah You'll dig this so yeah check it out It's like 6 episodes 25 minutes an episode And it's just an easy It's like an easy watch Right So yeah Betty HBO. Boom. Okay, people. So, I've just finished Sword of Kings, which is um book 12 in Bernard Cornwell's The Last Kingdom series. Uh, yeah, it was... It wasn't bad, you know? It wasn't bad. It was kind of... The uh yeah, I, I think the the fair we'd come to expect, kind of, you know. Matt Bates does a good job with the narration, so that was good, right? so the the gist of the book is this: An oath of loyalty, two warrior kings, a destiny he didn't choose. England is in turmoil. As Vikings and Saxons battle for territory, rumours build about the fatal sickness of the king and the country awaits an heir. A violent clash at sea forces the warrior Lord Uhtred to lead his men from his Northumbrian fortress to London and plunge into the eye of the storm. For two kings claim the empty throne. And a new kingdom cannot be born without bloodshed. Utred's sword will leave one king dead. And the other victorious. But sometimes it is hard to know the will of the gods. So, yeah, I have to, you know, I have to be honest. After War of the Wolf, which was um book 11... I wasn't sure I was going to do anymore, you know, because that book was fine, right, but it kind of felt like the series was just continuing because, right, like, the story didn't really feel necessary, you know, so I, I was thinking I was done, because I knew Sword of Kings had come out, right, But then I found out um, that another book was coming Warlord, book 13 But that was going to be it, right? Book 13 is the last book in the series So I figured to myself, you know what? We've just two books left Let's just do it Let's just finish what we started, you know Back Back all those years with The Last Kingdom Because yeah, the series, hey, it was great It was really interesting You know, it, it's just started to flounder a little in the last couple I would say But you know, it's still decent Right, The because Cornwell is a good writer Right, so you know that Hey, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. You know? It is going to be coherent. It's going to flow. And, yeah, you will enjoy it. Because I did enjoy Sword of Kings. Right? It was interesting. You know? And I think with this book, there were things that were just like okay yeah i can see i can see why right i think the the only thing right my my thing with this book was just the fact being that it's just kind of like oh What's the worst thing that could happen? Oh, and then we're going to oh, do this. And then we're going to do this. And then we're going to do this. You know, because it all starts off, because as mentioned in the copy, you know, like um, raids at sea. Right. And so originally, you know, like the first thing that happens, you're just like, all right, but wouldn't you have checked that out? You know, there's a lot of things that are going on That you're just like, huh In earlier books, Utrud would have Kind of done something about that Would have looked into that Would have kind of, you know Maybe set a trap, maybe done this Maybe done that And in this one, it was just like "Mm, Alright, well I'm gonna leave that And I'm just gonna, you know And it's just like leaving things to the last moment And all of that So then there's an idea of all right, this thing happening, right? But I think one thing that kind of never really got answered Because he, he, he finds out this, there's this thing going on But it's going on because people knew of something And it's just like, how did people know about this one thing? And even when the book finished That was never explained Right so it's just a bit like What's going Like huh You know so This weirdness happens And he goes off Right goes to London But you know Just throughout this Trip He's doing things that He wouldn't have done Right Putting himself in situations he would never really have done in the past And then once in that situation, which everyone can see Is going to be problematic, right? It's then a case of, oh, how could we make this worse? And then they do something else, and then they do something else And it's just a bit like, uh, what, what else bad will happen here? You know, how much worse can this get? And knowing that there is another book You're never thinking that these dire situations are going to, you know, end in death or end in, like, this crazy tragedy So you're reading something just, you know, with no expectation Of dire consequences Which does make it a bit point Like it seems pointless Right, it seems pointless to put your character In a place that everyone knows They're going to escape from You know, like You think, what's What's the worst that will come of this And there's nothing Right, there's there's no consequences really. And the biggest consequences of this, right, I I think like the, the worst of the outcomes is kind of something that benefits him. Right? Because all through the book we have him like thinking of doing this certain thing, right? But he can't because and then when the book ends, that reasoning is now gone. So it's just even, you know, the the bad thing that kind of happens, it's not even a bad thing, really. Because I can bet in the next book, the thing he's wanted to do, he's able to do now. Right? So yeah, you know. I I did enjoy it, but yeah, it, it, it's just one of those, and I think I've said this in the past, you know, like, I think when you just have, like, Deuce Machina, Deuce Machina, Deuce Machina, you're just like, eh, you've cried wolf before, why do I care, why do I care, and even though these situations are written well, you know, it's not sloppy prose, right? That's not the issue. It's just the circumstances make no sense, right? They make no sense and you don't care. That's the problem with this book, right? So I, I think there's, there was possibly ways to... um. Maybe bring him into this situation. You know, maybe like someone gets kidnapped and he has to. You know, but going the way that he did, it just. Because it's just all on, I swore an oath. But, uh, you know, it just becomes a little bit tiresome. You know what I mean? Because it just doesn't really make Doesn't, it just doesn't hold up as well anymore Right, just to, just using that as your excuse to bring the character to these situations Doesn't really work Because I think we've seen him in the past as well Kind of play with that concept a bit You know just be like ah well yeah i did and i'm kind of fulfilling it or i you know i didn't say when i would do this thing or, i you know so he we've seen him do that so it's just like why now is he so eager to do this thing right doesn't really make doesn't really make a whole lot of sense so yes it's not a bad book, but I'm very glad that, yeah, there's just one more, you know, because I think if if you know if there was no word on the end of this series, I would have stopped. I don't believe I would have done this book, you know, but yeah, we'll see what the the last book does, you know, I'm hoping it ends this series. On a high note Right, hope it ends on a high note Hope Uhtred dies (laughs) Because he's a viking He's been in all these bloody battles Like, you know How long are you really expected to, to live To come out unscathed and yes, he's, you know, he gets punched, he gets beat up, but come on. You know what I mean? Come on. So, yes. Um, I don't know. We'll see how the last book is, because I think that affects these last few books, right? The validity of the ending of this series has to be good. Right, because then it makes these last few worthwhile or not If it's a bad ending, you just be like Man, I probably, I just didn't need to read those last few books Right, so yeah, I don't know We will see But is this a bad book? No, no it's not a bad book You know, it's written well We get to hang out with some of our favourite characters in this series again But does it really propel the story in a great way? Not overly, to be honest, not overly So, you know, but I kind of feel if you've read all the past books You're gonna read this, right? Just to get some closure, right? So, yeah There we go It's Sword of Kings By Bernard Cornwell Book 12 in the Last Kingdom series And it's narrated By Matt Bates So people There you go, it's on Audible Have fun Okay people So it's that time again, we're drawing to the close of another episode. But before we bounce, let's take a look and see what's going on in the world of TV, you know. um, So, huh, this is, uh, yeah, this one's kind of interesting, right? So, um, the swinging 60s are back. Because today marks the launch of a new streaming service called Network On Air, available via watch.networkonair.com. The new service offers TV fans a unique nostalgic experience where TV meets streaming with a selection of time travel nightings. Network on Air, available from July 29th. So that is today. Um, You can get it in UK and Ireland. And it enables nostalgia lovers... Old and new, the opportunity to rent specially curated nights in and collected series from ABC Television, which broadcast in the Midlands and Northern England between 1956 and 1968. Many of these programs have not been seen since their original broadcast Nights In consists of 4-6 to hours of exclusively curated programming Including specially recorded new linking material from David Hamilton Who was the original announcer and host of the um, network Clips and contemporary ads Nights In are entirely remastered In the best possible quality Platform viewers will enjoy A truly vintage viewing experience It is time to travel TV So these Nights In will be available Alongside accompanying series To launch the service Titles include Dial 999 Big Night Out Armchair Theater. And The Bruce Forsyth Show On top of this Various special documentaries Can be found Including one on Michael Caine Available exclusively Via the second night in episode Original ABC announcer David Hamilton says In October 1960 I made my television debut As an announcer for ABC TV At the Dis... Disbury studios in Manchester. In those days there were only two TV channels BBC and ITV. ABC the weekend contractor in the North and Midlands had a blockbuster schedule and people went to work on Monday mornings talking about the programs they had all seen the night before. Something that couldn't happen today. Truly a golden era of television. So um yeah, the service is available now You rent the pieces And you will get the For 28 days for you to watch Over and over again to your delight So people, if that sounds like it's for you Go check it out Alright, so remember it's Watch.networkonair.com Alright But that's not all Okay, so, um, yeah, Netflix have just signed a deal with um, Sean Levy and James Wan To uh, produce an adaptation of, um, yeah, of Matt Query's short story Uh, My Wife and I Bought a Ranch It's going to be made... um, well, I mean, it's probably going to be made They've signed deals and, you know, all the all the usual bits and bobs um, It's a weird story, right? So it revolves around a couple, Sasha and Harry, who was an ex-Marine And they found a dream house on a ranch in Idaho They managed to get it But they soon find they are not alone in their new place their neighbours inform them that there is a malevolent spirit in the valley the spirit manifests itself by coming to the house in the same manner at the start of each season there are certain steps that must be followed to keep the spirit out of their house. And the tension and violence grows with each glory ritual as the duel between it and Harry becomes personal. I'd want to speak to the realtor because I think they got screwed. Hmm. Now this is good for gangster fans. So um, Nicholas Pilegley. And Terrence Winter are teaming up to create a mob series for Showtime. Okay. So, um, it's going to be based on um, in-depth chronology of organized crime and corruption in America. This tale is seen through the eyes of Mafia's first family. Um. Winter is going to write it, Uh, and um, himself, Piggyelli, Brian Grazer, and Sammy Kim Falvey will be um, producing it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they produce stuff that everyone likes: Broadway, Broadwalk Empire, Casino. Sopranos, Goodfellas. So, um, I mean, this could be interesting. So, yeah, let's wait and see what happens. All right. Um, Now, HBO have announced that their um, new series, Lovecraft Country, will be um, hitting uh, the service on the 16th of August. So it's starring Jonathan Majors Jamie Smollett uh, Courtney B. Vance And they're on search For a missing father Across 1950's Jim Crow America Which, yeah, not the best Place to be, you know what I mean Uh, Because I kind of feel It was worse now There than it is Right now, you know what I mean But there, yeah, there's time travel and all those sort of shenanigans, so it could be interesting. Uh, Misha Green is the showrunner, and Jordan Peele and JJ Abrahams executive produce the show. Another incoming series, well, yeah, I mean, this is the third season. But uh, October the 15th, we'll see Star Trek Discovery return. Um, And this new, um, new season has the crew jump 930 years into the future. Which takes them past, you know, what we've seen with the next generation. You know, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine and all of that. And they get into uh, the year 3187, which means, yeah, there's no baggage. They can create whatever they like. And supposedly, um, this is going to be a lighter and more action-oriented season. So... Um, Yeah, I don't know, we'll see what happens with that. Now, finally, people, this, this has piqued my interest, and it's sensible, right? So, Netflix had The Witcher series, which was a huge success. It was an adaptation of a great book series. So, what do you do, huh? Well... You mine that shit (laughs) Now we already know That there's an animated um, Spin off film coming Witcher the Nightmare of the Wolf But now There's going to be A prequel series I mean kind of a prequel series It's called The Witcher Blood Origin It's going to be six parts Um, It's live action Right, and uh, it is set 1200 years before the events of the Witcher, right? So it's in um, the, the world of elves. And it will chart the origins of the very first Witcher And the events that lead to the pivotal conjunction of the spheres When the worlds of monsters, men and elves merged Hmm Yeah I think that sounds like it could be interesting, right? And, um, you know, the uh, creative consultant Um, And executive producer Declan Dabara had this to say As a lifelong fan of fantasy, I am beyond excited to tell the story of The Witcher Blood Origin A question has been burning in my mind ever since I first read The Witcher books What was the elven world really like before the catastrophic arrival of the humans i've always been fascinated by the rise and fall of civilizations how science discovery and culture flourish right before that fall how vast waves of knowledge are lost forever in such a short time often compounded by colonization and a rewriting of history leaving only fragments of civilization's true story behind The Witcher blood origin will tell the tale of the elven civilization before its fall and most importantly reveal the forgotten history of the very first Witcher hmm it does sound intriguing So um, it's going to be shot in the UK Uh, No cast or anything else Has been tied down to it But it has already Piqued my interest people But uh, yeah that's it We are done And uh, we will catch you next Wednesday Alright So um, take it easy Enjoy yourselves Have fun And we will catch you next week PEACE!